Today, our reading covers one of the pivotal events in ancient Israel's religious and political history. As King David consolidates his power and his authority, both as a political and religious leader in Jerusalem. The events lay the foundation of a golden age of Israelites' history. While all of this is most important, our focus in today's reading will be somewhat different. Our focus will be on the themes of remembrance and thankfulness and joy. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidon to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of trumpet. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Bichal, daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. They brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and offerings of well-being before the Lord. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the well-being and the offerings of well-being, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts and distributed food among all the people, the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, to each a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. Then all the people went back to their homes. And David returned to bless his household. But Michal, daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants' maidens, as any vulgar fellow might shamelessly uncover himself. David said to Michal, It was before the Lord who chose me in place of your father and all his household to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord, that I have danced before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in my own eyes, but by the maids of whom you have spoken. By them I shall be held in honor. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sisters and brothers, it's been about 15 months since Carolyn and I moved to Northern Virginia to serve with you at St. Stephen's. Many of the memories of our move are still fresh. We thought we would be moving in early, maybe about the 20th of June. But it turned out that we didn't move in to the townhome that we had rented until July the 12th. The delay was caused by a a military mover who was greatly delayed in picking up our landlord's furniture to ship it to Japan. 
Then when moving day did finally come, the van, the moving van, couldn't negotiate the streets of our neighborhood and our furniture sat suspended in the moving van for more than six hours, only 150 feet from our steps. But it wasn't all difficulty. We also experienced some amazing hospitality from our new St. Stephen's family, especially from our shepherds. All these memories seem to be periodically refreshed as we have been organizing tax documents and, and moving expenses. But even more recently, with the writing of my pastor's report for Charge Conference, that will be held on October the 13th at 7 o'clock via Zoom. Now, if you think this is a shameless plug to encourage you to attend Charge Conference, well, uh, you just may be right. But the biggest thing that continues to remind us that we haven't quite moved in is there's still lots of unpacked boxes in much of our garage and even in some of the corners of our home. It just seems as if we're still moving in, even after 15 months. Our reading today is also about moving problems. King David is having moving problems. He too hasn't quite moved in. Yes, David and his family uh, have taken up a home in Jerusalem and their palace, but something is missing. There is something, something really holy still to move and unpack. He still has to move the ark from the control of the Philistines to the new capital in Jerusalem. The Ark, or the Ark of the Covenant, which properly belonged to Israel, was with the Philistines. And it wasn't right for the Ark to be with an enemy of Israel. Even after the Ark's return to Israel, it had resided for a number of years in the town of uh, Baal, Judah, about only eight miles from Jerusalem. David and his people had one job to do, move the ark to Jerusalem. But the first attempt didn't go very well. The, bar, the ark was basically home to the presence in the glory of God. It contained two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, the rod of Aaron, as well as the golden pot of manna. The ark was about the size of a large trunk, maybe four feet by three feet by two feet. It was carried by means of two poles threaded through brass rings on each side. But this ark, it had history. It was linked to a number of miracles. When the Israelites crossed the Jordan, Entering the promised land for the very first time, the waters of the Jordan parted as the Red Sea parted decades earlier during the seminal event that we know as the Exodus. As the Israelites moved into the promised land, they, they encountered formidable, formidable resistance in Jericho. 
But when the priests carried the ark around the city for a week, on the seventh day, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Even after gaining the ark from the Philistines, because of a mishap during the move, the move of the ark to Jerusalem had stopped. The ark was left in the home of Obedidim. And the family of Obedidim was blessed while the ark was in their home for three months. But when David realized that the blessings had fallen upon Obedidim's house, David decided that it was finally, finally time. He was finally ready to bring the ark to Jerusalem. Seeing how God had blessed Obedidim, David decided to move God again. And this time, he did it right. David spares no expense. He sacrifices an ox and a fatted calf every six paces that the ark advanced. And wearing a linen ephod, David danced and leaped and shouted before the Lord with all his might. Certainly with far more enthusiasm than anyone on Dancing with the Stars. The ark was brought into the tent that David had prepared for it. This was, you see, before the construction of the temple in Jerusalem. And David offered burnt offerings and offerings of well-being before the Lord. And he blessed the people and he distributed food among all the people. It was an incredibly joyful worship experience. Full of music and shouting and enthusiastic movement. All made possible because by the grace of God, David remembers... You see, David remembers the Lord's faithfulness. And this brings thankfulness and joy. Theologian and author Frederick Buchner writes this. How they cut loose whirling around before the ark in such a passion that they caught fire from each other and blazed up in a single flame. David's enthusiasm, his enthusiastic dance before the Lord was not so much before the Lord, but it was with God and that magnificence of the Lord's presence. Enthusiastic is a word that originally meant in God, in theos, in God. And even the scolding that David got from his wife, about his enthusiasm afterwards, could not dim the glory of it or David's thanksgiving and joy. Now, what do we learn in these, voice, in these verses? Most of us know that cultivating thankfulness, including the practice of Counting our blessings is good for us. But we may not know just how good thankfulness is. There are six reasons for the importance of thankfulness in our lives that 
that I want to briefly talk with you about today. And I encourage you to write these down. They'll be on the screen. First, thankfulness glorifies God. This alone is a good reason to give thanks to God. Our thankfulness glorifies God as we exalt not the gifts, but the giver. Thankfulness and gratitude helps us to realize all we have comes not from us, but comes as a gift from God. Now second, thankfulness helps us to see God. To see God. It opens our spiritual eyes. There's a a beautiful cycle in giving God thanks. The more we thank God, the more we see God's working in and around us. And of course, then the more we want to thank God. Thankfulness helps us to sense God's presence, God's personal care, and even God's perfect timing. Third, thankfulness draws us to God. Thankfulness has the the magnitude, thankfulness for the magnitude of God's love and grace, undeserved kindness for us, draws us closer to the heart of God where we are called to live and move and have our being. Thankfulness draws us to God. Fourth, thankfulness puts us in God's will. We often make the mistake of considering God's will to be some big, mysterious plan, when sometimes it's really something quite simple about obedience. And part of God's will for us is that we would be thankful. Not just on easy days, but on the hard days as well. Reason five for practicing thankfulness is thankfulness brings faith and peace. When we remember God's faithfulness, or better yet, we keep a record of God's past faithfulness, our faith is boosted, especially when times of difficulty arise. When we count our blessings and not sheep, we melt the worry that keeps us up at night. Thankfulness helps us to see that in God's hands, that all of our being and all of our lives are are truly in God's hands every each and every circumstance and God tells us when we give God our thanks God gives us supernatural peace a peace that passes all understanding six thankfulness begets joy. Finally, the overflowing of thankfulness is joy. 
realizing God's abundant goodness, even in difficult times, brings joy. Joy is God-centered, and it's cultivated in thankfulness. Joy comes from being in God's presence. God is the living and active source of God's people's joy as they worship him. Joy is fostered in us as we we come together as God's people with God at the center. And this is possible even if we're not gathered in one place as we are now, dispersed across multiple screens. Because, you see, our coming together is more, much more than about meeting in a place, but rather meeting through a person. Meeting together through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Because thankfulness helps us to remember God's faithfulness, joy comes in remembering God's faithfulness and in giving thankfulness. Indeed, the joy of God's people comes through thankfulness. All six of these reasons are evident in our lesson today about David and his bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. Thankfulness glorifies God. Thankfulness helps us see God. Thankfulness draws us to God. Thankfulness puts us in God's will. Thankfulness brings faith and peace and faithfulness and thankfulness begets joy. This week, I am praying that you will do two things. In the week ahead, I hope that you will go back and reread today's lesson to see how each of these six reasons of, for thankfulness impact David's life and why your practice of thankfulness is so important in your walk with Jesus and reaching out to the world with his love and his grace. Because we are too apt to forget the blessings of life when we are in the midst of life The second thing I want you to to do, I encourage you to do, is to create a thankfulness journal. Begin today. Begin today and, and add to it for the next 30 days. Regardless if your journal is in a fancy folio or on a simple spiral notebook, write down all the blessings that you have, that you're thankful for. And keep adding to the list as you remember more and more of the blessings that God has given you and is giving you. And remember to add those new blessings that you experience over these next 30 days as well. As I close my message today... I invite you to hear the words from Psalm 105. We're going to read just verses 1 through 5. 
these words were sung by David. They were sung as he brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he uttered. Sisters and brothers, like David, may the joy of thankfulness be yours. Amen.